welcome to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. What's up, love? How's it going? I can't wait for you to hear today's episode. Today is actually a recording from an Instagram Live I did all about immune health. It's all about how you can support your immunity on the daily, every single day. And if you are starting to feel a little sick or maybe you are under the weather, things you could do in addition to the normal day-to-day stuff to really boost your immune system. Because our immune system has always been important, but especially right now with the virus that's going on and just all the craziness that's going on in the world, it's now more important than ever to make sure that you are supporting your immune system as best as you can so you are in control of your body instead of feeling like there's always this push where you can't control whether you get sick or not. You can. You have a lot of control over what actually happens in your body. So without further ado, let's dive in to today's episode all about immune health. Oh, and real quick before we start, when I'm talking about links to stuff like supplements and things like that throughout this Instagram live recording, all the links that I talk about will be in the show notes. So if you hear me talk about something and I'm saying, you know, drop it in the comments, all of that stuff will be in the show notes for you. So you can access them whenever you want. So now let's get to today's episode. So let's chat about our gut because 70% of your immune system is located in your gut. So taking care of your gut on the daily basis is so important when it comes to our immune system. So things that you could think, well, let's talk about things that actually inflame your gut in a negative way because our gut is, right, it's our microbiome. It's hosted or houses good and bad bacteria. We always want to have more good bacteria than bad bacteria. And in addition to that, not only do we want to have a lot of good bacteria, we want to have a variety of good bacteria because the more variety of bacteria that we have, the more resilient our gut is and the more we can fight things off because 70% of your immune system is in your gut. So if you're not properly taking care of your gut, your immune system is going to be lower. Now this like, I'm Every, the whole conversation in the world today, obviously over you know what, is all about feeling defenseless and like you have to do certain things in order to protect yourself. And I'm not saying you should or shouldn't do those things, but if we're not taking care of your, our immune system, then there's no shot in anything. We have to know that taking care of our immunity and making like a kick-ass immune system is going to help you in no matter what virus, sickness, or anything you come in contact with. Because it's not just coming in contact with it, it's how susceptible you actually are to it. So it's really like armoring yourself with a really good immune system so you don't become as susceptible. Or even if you do catch something, it's way less of an effect when your immune system is ready to fight things off. So that is what this is. So the gut, what are some things that actually inflame your gut and make us make like that bad bacteria increase or make it just not as good of an environment to sustain your immune system and just everything else that your gut is connected to. So many other things, but right now we're just talking about the immune system. 
So movement, if you're not moving your body a lot or in a supportive way, it's going to lower the amount of bacteria in your body. So it's not just what we're eating. Making sure you're, do, you're moving your body throughout the day, not just like going to a workout class, moving your body, and then sit, staying stationary at your desk throughout the day. It's really having movement throughout your day, getting up, walking around every half hour or so, doing some stretches, emptying the dishwasher, just moving your body more throughout the day. The more movement you have, again, more supportive movements. This does not mean over-exercising, but more supportive movements, the more it's going to increase the good bacteria in your gut, which is so cool. So that's one. Then stress. So stress is something that actually inflames your gut if you're having a lot of stress in your life. So if you are just, well, first of all, we're always going to experience stress, especially in our world today. There's so many things that seem unknown and that we don't have control over it. Things are changing, especially as we're moving into fall. A lot of like shifts happen, you know, once September comes. So there's always going to be stress present in our life, but it's really just how we respond to it and how we handle it. So doing a meditation practice, having a breathing practice, um, you know, just creating boundaries, having priorities set, things that are going to reduce your amount of stress and just have you come at your daily stressors with a more peaceful outlook is going to support your gut and your immune system because stress inflames your gut. And we don't want to do that, especially when it comes to our immune system. Second, now we're talking about food, inflammatory foods. Of course, there are certain foods that are going to be more supportive to our gut, and there are going to be certain foods that are less supportive to our gut. So first, let's talk about foods that are that will inflame your gut. Now, don't freak out and be like, oh my God, I can never have any of these things. That's not what this is about. It's just the more you know, the more you can make changes and just start reducing the amount of inflammatory foods. So inflammatory foods are sugar, of course, sugar, processed foods, dairy, gluten, vegetable oils. Those are like the top five really, really inflammatory foods. So um, if you don't know what I mean when I say vegetable oils, vegetable oils are canola oil, safflower oil, sunflower oil, soybean oil, corn oil. Most of the time in any processed food, if you go to any chip bag maybe you have in your pantry right now and you look at the back, it'll probably have safflower oil, sunflower oil, something like that on there. And that's when that's an inflammatory oil. So certain oils are anti-inflammatory and certain oils are inflammatory. If we're consuming a lot of processed foods, a lot of pizza, fast foods, things that are in packages, and you look at the back and you know that there are inflammatory oils on there, that is causing inflammation in our body. And the more that we're inflamed, the less our, the less strong our immune system is. Those are the vegetable oils. Now, the oils that are actually anti-inflammatory are, or just, yeah, the oils we'll talk about are avocado oil, coconut oil, and extra virgin olive oil. Those are anti-inflammatory oils. Those are good ones, okay? But the vegetable oils are things that are actually inflammatory. So when I'm talking about inflammatory foods like sugar, dairy, gluten, vegetable oils, processed foods, obviously you're not going to be like, okay, I'm just cutting all this out right at once. Like that's not feasible. That's not what's going to actually happen. That's just that's something that's like a crash diet and not an actual lifestyle. And we need to support our immunity for life, not just right now, not just during a pandemic, literally always, because we don't know what's coming at us. We cannot control what pandemic, what virus, what epidemic, like we can't control these things. We can control our immune system. We can support ourselves and be our best defense against anything that we become susceptible to. So this isn't a crash diet. This is a lifestyle. So cutting everything out at once is just, is ridiculous. But thinking about when I say processed foods, fast foods, sugar, dairy, gluten, vegetable oils, when I say these things in your diet, in your day-to-day eating, 
what do you have the most of? What do you like? Okay, this is definitely what I have more of than the other things. Then start reducing that food there. Always start with what you're consuming most of and then work down from there. Another place I always tell my clients to start is in the morning because it's the easiest time to control. So if you're looking at your breakfast, are you normally having something that's inflammatory, that contains a lot of sugar, dairy, gluten, vegetable oils, processed? Is it a lot of that? What, what mostly is in your breakfast? And you could shift your breakfast to a smoothie where you could get so many nutrients in there that are really actually supportive to your gut, which of course we're going to talk about. So I will get to that. Dana, unfortunately I love milk. Are there any clean substitutes you recommend? Yes, oh my God, there are so many substitutes now. It's so easy to swap, especially milk. That's literally the easiest swap ever. So Dana, I'm so glad you asked that question. There's almond milk, coconut milk, hemp milk, oat milk, cashew milk, all are amazing. Always, I always recommend organic and unsweetened. Okay, other things that are inflammatory. So we talked about movement, lack of movement is inflammatory. Stress, inflammatory foods we covered, medications, including the birth control pill. So any type of medication, whether that's an antibiotic, an Advil, birth control pill, these are inflammatory to our system. Please don't just stop taking your medications. That is totally not what I'm advising you to do. It's just really important to know that certain things that you might be doing often are causing inflammation in the body. So we have to know that in order to make sure that we can reduce the inflammation in other ways. So we just talked about how lack of movement, stress, inflammatory foods, and medications really inflame our gut. And that's what we want to do to avoid as much as possible because our gut has a 70% of our immune system. Now, things that you could do to enhance your gut and to support your gut is eating mostly plant foods. This doesn't mean you have to go completely plant-based, but it's shifting your plate to instead of having mostly meat or having meat in every single meal, it's switching it to having mostly plants on your plate. Why does this matter? Because plants literally feed the good bacteria in your gut. The sugar and the dairy, the gluten, all these things, well, especially sugar, Sugar feeds the bad bacteria in your gut. So the bad bacteria grows because the sugar is literally feeding it. When you're having mostly plant foods, that is feeding the good bacteria in your gut. And that's making the good bacteria grows, which is what we want. So having a variety of plant foods, because the plants in general, no matter what plants you have, dark leafy greens are so amazing, packed with minerals, antioxidants, just plants in general, vegetables in general, have so many antioxidants, minerals, nutrients, all these things that we need to support our immune system and our overall health. And they're feeding the good bacteria in your gut. Aside from that, we want to make sure we're having a variety of plant foods because, like I said in the beginning, the variety of plants is going to give us a variety of nutrients, which is important, a variety of antioxidants, and it's going to give us a variety of good bacteria strains in our gut. We don't want to just have one good bacteria strain in our gut. We want to have a ton of different strains because that will make us more resilient and more resistant to bugs, to viruses, to anything that's coming at us. We'll be able to fight it off more. So if you're when you go food shopping, get whatever plants you want for the week. If you're like making smoothies or something, you're like, okay, this week I'm gonna do spinach in my smoothies, and I'll have romaine lettuce for my um, my salads. Then the next week, switch to something else. Have Swiss chard or kale. Um, or one week you're having broccoli and string beans, and the next week you're gonna switch to Brussels sprouts and cauliflower. Just making a variety of plant foods, fruit too, obviously whatever you know type of plant food you're eating. 
always make sure that you're swap switching it out from week to week. And if you get on the hormone side of things, there are specific foods per phase of your cycle, which a program is coming out for that in October. So stay tuned. But in general, right now, we're not speaking cyclically. We're just talking about immune health in general making sure you're swapping out and you're shifting your foods, have a variety of foods to increase that variety of good bacteria in your gut. Then supplement wise, we also need to make sure that you are having specific supplements. Now I recommend a whole supplement protocol to my clients that are really supportive for your hormones. Right now we are just talking about supplements for your immune system. So we covered inflammatory foods, we cover the things that cause inflammation and mess up our gut, which is the, where 70% of our immune system is. We talked about having mostly plant foods and how that's supporting your gut, which is then going to support your immune system. It's gonna give you ton of nutrients, ton of vitamins, which is what our immune system loves. And now, if we're talking about supplements, vitamin C, vitamin D, and probiotic are so huge, and zinc, really, but we'll get to that in a second. But this is just on the daily, right? This is on a daily basis. And then I'm gonna talk about in a second of what to do when you're actually sick, how to really boost that shit up. Sorry if you have a child around. <laughs> My curse from time to time. Okay, so vitamin C, vitamin D, probiotic on the daily for immune health. Now, not all supplements are created equal. Amanda, can you drop the link if you have it to the supplement dashboard? Because not all supplements are created equal. So if you're looking for a high quality vitamin C, I'll talk about the amounts in a second. Vitamin C, vitamin D, I really recommend these professional grade supplements that um, Amanda's gonna drop the link for. You get 10% off too. And you can see my favorite list of all the supplements that I love. And on top of that, my two favorite brands, so if we're talking about vitamin C, my two favorite brands are Vital Nutrients and Pure Encapsulations in general for every single supplement. You can either do a powdered form of vitamin C, which is actually more absorbable, and I definitely recommend that because it just, our body absorbs it better in a powdered form, but... If, if, if it's something where you're like, I'm not going to put it in my water, I don't have smoothies every day, I'd rather just do a capsule, then a capsule is totally fine, okay? There's the link. Amanda just dropped it. Can I pin this? Yes, I can. Okay, I just pinned it. Amazing. So there's the link that you could go. You could create a dashboard. It's obviously free to sign up. You get 10% off supplements. You can see the supplements I recommend, and you could get these high-quality supplements. Because if you're just going into a drugstore, unfortunately, a lot of those first of all, don't have the therapeutic amount of vitamins that you actually need. And it comes with a lot of fillers. Comes with magnesium stearate, comes with cellulose, sugar, soy oil, all these things that are actually inflammatory to your system and are are just fillers and preservatives that we don't want. So you wanna make sure that if you are spending money on supplements, you're spending money in a way that is an investment and it's something that you know you feel good about and that's actually supporting your body and doesn't come along with all these other fillers that we don't want in there. Okay, so for vitamin C, on a daily, at like 2,000 milligrams, two to 3,000 is really what I, I recommend. Bare minimum, 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C a day is what I recommend, especially if we're in a state where we, there's a pandemic going on, we really wanna make sure that our immune system is supported. Um, and of course, there are foods that also have high vitamin C. Lemon, which is why I do warm lemon water every morning, oranges, dark leafy greens, these things, of course, have vitamin C in them. Camu Camu, actually, it's a berry that is the highest form of vitamin C. It is so absorbable in your body. You can get Camu Camu powder, you could put it in your smoothies, things like that. But having a supplement also, because we don't eat a perfect diet. Of course, I recommend getting as much as you can in your nutrients, but we just, 
don't have a perfect diet. So supplementing with vitamin C is really important. So bare minimum of thousand milligrams a day, I say about two to 3,000. And you'll know if you're taking too much because your stool, your poop, will start getting a little loose. Um, so that's when you know you're having a little too much, so to back up from it. Now, of course, disclaimer, these are just recommendations. Always check with your medical provider. These are just recommended supplements that I take that do support your immune system, okay? Um, Oh, Jessica, good question. What about pre-workouts? So I have a whole podcast episode on that. Amanda, if you're still on, can you drop that podcast episode? So Jessica, you can listen to it. It's all about caffeine, talking about pre-workouts and how I don't recommend it, especially because a lot of pre-workouts on top of the caffeine have sugar in it that is also inflammatory and it's spiking our cortisol levels. That's a whole other topic, but there is a podcast episode on it. Um, it's towards the beginning. I'm not sure if Amanda is still, oh yeah, she's still on. She's still one second. Okay, so she'll drop it. So Jessica, you can check that out. Okay, so that's vitamin C. Vitamin D, I can't talk enough about vitamin D, especially right now with preventing you know what. Can't even talk about it because I'll probably get shadow banned, which is so ridiculous. But anyway, vitamin D has been proven. I did another whole podcast episode on vitamin D and how it actually does help prevent that. So when Amanda gets back, I'll have her drop that too. (laughs) She's so amazing. I could not be doing this business without her. But um, vitamin D, there's been hundreds of studies of how not only does it, when you do, if you do get it, it does help you um, repair, repair, and that's not the word I want to use, um heal quicker, but also having higher levels of vitamin D in your body helps prevent you from getting it. It's 50%. You have a 50% less likelihood of getting the virus. If you have, I believe it was, um, 50 units of vitamin D in your blood or higher. Okay. So there's a whole nother podcast episode on that, that you could check out. And as soon as Amanda gets back, hi, Gina, Hey Jess, I will have her drop that. But in general, I recommend taking, depending, now the best way to do this is to get your blood work and see how low your levels of vitamin D actually are. But in general, most of us are deficient in vitamin D because we don't get enough sunlight. And even when we do get sunlight on our skin, we have sunblock on it, which obviously I recommend sunblock. My favorite sunblock is Babbo Botanicals, by the way. But with when we have sunblock on, we don't absorb the vitamin D from the sun. So one uh, huge thing is if you are getting sun, making sure at least 10 to 15 minutes, depending on how fair you are, you might want to go about 10 minutes. If you have a little bit more darker complexion, you can go longer of absorbing vitamin D um, on your body without sunscreen on your arms and legs for a good 10 to 15 minutes before you put sunscreen on it. That's number one. And then supplementing wise, I recommend at least like bare minimum 2000 IUs of vitamin D, bare, bare, bare minimum, two to 4,000 IUs of vitamin D, especially if you're deficient. Again, you might need more than that if you're really deficient, but that's a really good, again, I don't know you specifically, so a good benchmark is about two to 4,000 IUs of vitamin D will be really, really supportive. And I'm, I'm gonna give you a different amount for when you are sick, we would up that. But again, this is for just daily intake. Dina, would you recommend the Vital Nutrients brand for vitamin D as well? Yes, Vital Nutrients and Pure Encapsulations are my absolute favorite. If you go to that, um, the pinned website that I put there, you can check under my favorites and you'll see the vitamin Ds that I recommend. But in general, Vital Nutrients and Pure Encapsulations are my favorite brands for supplements in general, so for sure. Kate, can you take too much vitamin D slash a max you should be taking? 
Um, okay, so what I would say for that is really the best thing to do is to check your levels by getting blood work done. Checking your levels, seeing where they're at. You want to have about a 50, I think it's like milliliter, I forget the actual like unit when on blood work, but it's 50. The number is 50. Um, ULs, you'll hear it in the podcast episode. I did like all the scientific stuff of it, but a level of 50 is where you want to be at to really prevent yourself from being more susceptible to the virus and just having a really good immune system. So if your level is around there, then maintaining it around two to 4,000 IUs a day is going to be really, really good. If your level is there, then you're not going to need like 10,000 IUs. But if your levels are super low, like in the twenties or thirties, you might need five to 10,000 of IUs for about two weeks and then going down to a maintenance dose because it is fat soluble. So it does store up in our body. Um, so I can't really answer that specifically, Kate, because I don't know what your levels are at. But if you're taking two to 4,000 IUs a day, um, I personally take more than that. I take about 5,000 IUs a day just because of my hormonal issues and things like that. And I live in the Northeast, so I don't get a lot of sun You know, during this season I do, but not always. The third supplement is a probiotic. Now that is not on the Fullscript website because the one that I recommend is Just Thrive Probiotic, which I freaking love because it's a, a spore-based probiotic, which means that it is so resilient. There are some probiotics where you have to refrigerate them, which blows my mind. I don't understand that because our stomach is acidic in nature. It's very, very, very acidic. So if these probiotics that need to be refrigerated, if they are so sensitive that they can't even be at room temperature, how are they gonna withstand the acidity in our gut to then implant where it needs to? So this is why I love the Just Thrive brand because you can literally cook them, they're so stable. They're soil-borne organisms, which means they most closely are connected to nature. Our ancestors used to get probiotics from having dirt and soil on their food from the garden. That's similar to what this uh, soil-borne organisms are like in this probiotic. So this is the one that I use and love. I take it every single day. Any of the supplements that you're taking, I recommend taking with food and having them with breakfast for two reasons. Number one, you want your body to think that the nutrients that you're intaking from your supplements are from your food. And number two, you want it, which helps it digest better, right? That's going to help you digest the supplements better. And then number two, so it doesn't cause nausea. Some people, if you're taking supplements on empty stomach, will get nauseous and we really want to avoid that. So vitamin C, vitamin D, probiotic. That is, those are three I recommend for immune health. And if you are trying the Just Thrive probiotic, use code Corinne to save you 15% off. Um, those are the ones I highly, highly, highly recommend. Then the last thing for immune health, it, uh, now that again, this is daily stuff that I'm going to go quickly into what you can do when you're actually sick is sleep. There's no way I'm going to be talking about immune health without talking about sleep. Sleep is so freaking important for our immune system. Sleeping is when we're healing. Sleeping is when our organs detoxify, they replenish, they repair, your cells repair, everything is rejuvenating and getting ready for the next day when we're sleeping. So we have to be sleeping at least I really at least eight hours. I always said bare minimum seven, but like we really need to be sleeping eight to nine hours. I know that's not feasible for some of you, especially for those of you who have small children, maybe you're breastfeeding, maybe you have a newborn. Obviously, that's not for you right now, but when you can, really prioritizing seven to nine hours of sleep a night and being asleep before 11 p.m. is so, so crucial. So we have reducing stress, making sure you're doing movements that are supporting you throughout the day, reducing inflammatory foods, 
eating mostly plants, having a variety of plant foods that have a lot of nutrients. They're going to increase the variety of good bacteria in your gut and then vitamin C, D, probiotic, sleep. And then the last thing is dry brushing. I did another podcast episode on this. Dry brushing is exactly what it sounds like. You get one of those like long brushes that you... Um, people might use it like actually to wash themselves with, but you do it dry before you go in the shower and you go from your feet up. There's a whole nother podcast episode on this. I'm not going to go into to detail about it, but if you're interested in it, look it up. Dry brushing. Why is this important for your immune system? Because dry brushing stimulates your lymphatic system and your lymphatic system is part of your immune system. So we really want to stimulate that in order to move our lymphatic system around and make sure that it's circulating and it's boosting our immunity up. So that's just another tip for you to do. Now this is just daily, that's like daily immune health. That's what I do on the daily to make sure that my immune system is freaking fire and that's the reason why I literally, I was sick-ish last week. I just really didn't feel my best. I had like a headache and I was just extra tired for like five days and that was the first time I felt sick since February of 2020. Okay, and that's just not because like some, I'm some unicorn. It's because I do all of these things to really, really support my immune health. I was a teacher for nine years and there were constantly kids that were sick around me. Kids, teachers, all the things that were sick around me and I never got sick because I supported my immune system. Now, if you are feeling sick, when you start to feel off or when you are already sick, here are some additional supplements. You're gonna wanna up your vitamin C. So instead of doing like the two to 3,000 I use a day, if you're sick, you wanna do maybe like, not I use, sorry, milligrams for vitamin C. You wanna do like maybe 5,000 milligrams of vitamin C. And again, you'll know if you're taking too much of that. It, it That one is water soluble. So you pee it out every day. Vitamin D stores up. Vitamin C, you pee out. If you're taking too much vitamin C, you'll just notice that your bowels are looser and then you know to back up. But when you're sick, I recommend a good like 5,000 um, milligrams of vitamin C a day. You also could, especially if you think you may have the virus, obviously do what you need to do and everything, but um, you might wanna up that vitamin D intake as well when you're sick to really support that immune system. Vitamin A is amazing for immune health, especially vitamin A rich foods. I was eating a lot of vitamin A rich foods when I wasn't feeling good. Those are orange foods is the easiest way for you, for you to think about it. Sweet potatoes, carrots, those are really high in vitamin A. Dark leafy greens are also really high in vitamin A. Um, those That's just something that you could do to boost your immune system up. Oats in general, like um Rolled oats, organic rolled oats, have a lot of beta-glucans in them, which support your immune system, so you can have more of that. Cruciferous vegetables, broccoli specifically, it has they have so many compounds in there that really help support your immune system. They also help support your estrogen detoxification. They really help, they really support it to your liver. Cruciferous vegetables are broccoli, cauliflower, kale, spinach, Brussels sprouts, so many things. I know I'm throwing so much at you, but you can save this, take notes, come back to it when you're feeling sick. I just really am passionate about this topic because we have so much control over our health and that's not what's portrayed in the media. Portrayed in the media is that we are defenseless, we have no control over what happens to us, and we do. So um, really honing in on your immune system is so, so, so important. Um, berries like strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, they're super high in antioxidants, really loaded up on those when I wasn't feeling good. 
water, having a ton of water, bare minimum of um, half your body weight in ounces of water a day. So if you weigh 200 pounds, divide that by two, you have 100, you do 100 ounces of water a day. And then electrolyte powders. I love Ultima Replenisher and LMNT. I love those. Those are really, really great um, just on the daily, but also when you're sick, making sure you're having a lot of water. Using the electrolyte powder to make sure that your body's actually absorbing the water is huge. Um, elderberry. I also take this every day too, especially during the pandemic. Um, and I love the uh, Garden of Life brand of elderberry syrup because it doesn't have added sugar in it. A lot of elderberry syrups have added sugar and you don't want that because like you learned in the beginning, that's going to reduce your immune system. So Garden of Life brand, um, elderberry is my favorite. You do one of the, like it comes with a little cup. You do one a day. When I was sick, I was doing three a day getting a lot of extra sleep when you're feeling sick. Again, your body, the only time your body is healing is when you're sleeping. So when you feel tired when you're sick, that's because your body is so intelligent that it's literally telling you, hey, I need more sleep right now. That's why I'm making you feel tired because I need to heal. So making sure you're getting a lot of sleep when you aren't feeling well um, and not exercising, not pushing yourself. Sometimes if you're just feeling off, you, you'll, you know your body best. Sometimes you might just need a walk and that's going to really help help you feel better. Sometimes you need your body to just rest. So when I wasn't feeling good, I did not work out. I didn't I I stretched most days, but one day I didn't cuz I was just like I'm just tired, I don't want to move. Honor your body. Do not push it. This is just a in general, not just when you're sick. Don't push your body. When you are sick, let yourself rest and not exercise. If you feel like you could go for a walk, go for a walk. But if you're on the walk, I did this and I was like, okay, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm feeling better. I was feeling like a little winded and I felt like I was getting tired again. Uh, That was like what was going on. I was just like so extra tired and I'm never like that. So I knew something was up. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to take this walk really, really slow. And I'm going to turn around and head back because I felt like my body was starting to feel more depleted. So really resting your body is huge. So that is it for immune health. I threw a ton of shit at you. I hope this was helpful to you. Let me know if you found this helpful. All the information, again, um, go back, listen to it again, jot everything down. The link Amanda put right here, the full script link for the supplements. If you're watching this on replay, I'm not sure if you'll be able to see the links that we posted, but if you're interested, just DM me. I'll send you the links for the supplements, for the Just Thrive probiotic to get the um, 15% off using code Corinne. Um, You know, the podcast episodes we talked about. Any questions you have, just DM me. You know, I love chatting with you all the time. I'm so happy you're here. And I'm even more excited that you're interested in supporting your immune system which is so freaking powerful and so important. So thank you all for being here. I hope you have an amazing day and I will chat with you soon. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.